This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Leicester Till I Die podcasts on the Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, Anchor and all podcast platforms. You are watching Leicester Till I Die TV with Chris and Chumps. YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and Pinterest. All you need for everything Leicester City FC. It's Leicester Till I Die TV. Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on and ready to go. everybody Jerry Taggart here now be sure to watch Chris and Lester Till I Die TV by subscribing on YouTube and following them on social media for all the latest Leicester City news and information come on you foxes hello fellow fox fans how the devil are you? Yes, like I said, it's me. I'm here every night this week, apart from Sunday. I've got Sunday off, so I can go off and watch Antiques Roadshow. Yes, I said that. Antiques Roadshow got to be a lot more exciting than last night. 
if, and I said this last night in the post-match show, if ever there was a game where you say the result makes you forget <laughs> the 90 minutes, that was it last night. I see, like I say, Antiques Roadshow has a lot more excitement than that does. We might have a bit more of an exciting game this weekend. There's more... It is third versus fourth, and um, we're in third, they're <laughs> in fourth, and this is Leicester Till I Die, and you can watch us live here on uh, YouTube, Leicester Till I Die TV, Facebook, the group, Leicester Till I Die, Twitter and Periscope, at Leicester TID. Let us know your thoughts, quick mention on last night if you want to. What do you think about the game coming up? Is it a good time to be playing Liverpool? Is it um, uh, a, a oh, is there ever a good time to play a team? We'll, we'll be asking the, our special guest that in a second. Um, or is it just a case of it's another game you treat every game the same? If we win, we're six points clear. It's got to be worth going for, hasn't it? I think we might see uh, a few changes back in. Um, we've got Craig, who is our normal guest, and we're going to bring Craig in and say good evening to Craig. How the devil are you, sir? Um, I'm good, Chris. Cheers. Cheers to everybody out there on a little uh, lubrication. It's not uh, It's not anything um, alcoholic. I'll leave that to Chris. We've gone for it. We've gone for a bit of a. We've gone for a bit of lemon tea. We're going for a limited. It was something a little zesty in the mood for. Yeah. So, uh, L I'll just say LCFC boy, I'll put that message up. I won't put your first one up when you want to stop swearing, then I can put all your messages up. Uh, JJ worries him massively. Rob, um, evening, you sound like you're on a different planet, Rob. Who's that, me or Craig? Do I sound all right, Craig? Uh, you sound a little, um, a, a little more. Muffled. Um, by, um, I, we can hear you. You just sound like you're a little muffled. Right. Let but me it's fine. Just, um, and I'll see if that sounds any better at all. We will see how we get on anyway. That um, sounds. That sounds better. Although there's probably some people who think it sounds, that sounds worse. Better. <laughs> Cheers, bud. Uh, LCFC boy says good evening to you, Craig. Uh, probably good not evening. me I'm because good. I, I wouldn't his way. We do have a special guest with us this evening. We shouldn't keep him waiting any longer. Um, the the flying winger, um, Steve Linix. Good evening, Steve. Good evening. Welcome along. Thanks for joining us again. I'm getting to enjoy it now. <laughs> good, good, good. Keep predicting that we're not going to win because we. I shall, keep, I shall keep doing that. I was close again last night. You were you were very close. You going were towards penalties. Oh, I tell you what, I, I don't think that they got the ball off the spot last night. I mean, what was going on? I mean, there was hardly any shots on target. I think in the first half we only had four touches in their box, but we got the win, didn't we? That's how you have to win the games, I think. Um, mm. It's no use playing great for eighty nine minutes, absolutely hammering them. And then losing the game, so it's nice to get result when the games are like that. Craig, I mean, I had it. I was on here, but I had it on another computer at the side of me watching it. 
on BT. And uh, I've got to be totally honest, I was that bored. I was ordering birthday cards and moving in cards on funkypigeon.com. There's a shout out <laughs> for them. Other, yeah. card, other card sites are available, I should point out. But it, it was that dull, I'm afraid. I've got to be honest. Oh. It was terrible. I mean, it was only what the, the last kick of the game um, was the only thing that actually made me put down my netting. Um, it was that bad, to be honest. It was just, it was the, the thing that worries me is that we can come out and put in a performance like that. And then, you know, we're expected to be able to be able to, to pick up the pace and play at a different pace. I mean, Brendan's constantly going on about if you play, if you play for me you've got to be a runner you've got to put all the work right in I, I didn't see much of that at all and it does worry me that we we can sort of drop off the intensity you know usually you're a team who plays with intensity or you're not I'm not sure which team we are and we're over halfway through the season I do actually but I, I watched the highlights on uh, YouTube and I think were about 30 seconds I think like when we spoke in the in a preview about the game and mm. the changes and that, I think when you start weakening your team and trying to change your, you know, your positions and trying to change tactics, that's when it all starts to become confusing. And I think it's mm. it's more confusing for the people watching it, like ourselves, than it is yeah. for the manager, because we, you know, we've all got a feeling how the game should be played, and I think everybody's right in saying, play your strongest team and go for it. And I think yes. it's proved again. On that game, that mm. you know, if you want to be successful and you want it, then you should, you know, you should play your play your best team and play the way you usually play. Yeah, um, Andy. Good evening, Andy. How the devil are you, sir? How <laughs> was Bake Off? Was it more exciting than the game? <laughs> Probably. Um, Rob. Rob says I did. I'll just put this up again, just to just to wind Craig up. Evening, Steve from from Rob McFarlane. You were nearer than Craig with your selections. <laughs> Don't tell Craig. No. Only this week. <laughs> Only this week. <laughs> it's therapy for Craig. This is. I'll tell you. It is. It is. I tell you. I tell you what. Uh, uh, the most disappointing thing for me in terms of the team selection was the fact that it actually changed the shape. I think you can mm. you can make an argument for, for playing, you know, moving players in and out, but to change the shape and particularly against Brighton, I, I really didn't understand that at all and. For the first 20, 25 minutes, it seemed like nobody knew where they were supposed to be playing. This is the trouble. Seven changes and a formation change is probably too much. Uh, and I think the fact that we scored from a corner, we scored, we were very quick, we caught them off guard. I don't think they were expecting us to take it that quick. And I think I had a look, Steve, and they had like five or six defenders in the box. All we had was Kalecci and... I've been quick to criticise him, so fair play to him. He had a great game yesterday. He he went for it and another great header off him. Yeah, like you say, he's got to get some time on the pitch. Uh, you've got to get used to how he plays. He's got to get used to how the, the team plays. And that's going to be going down the road, the struggling part, if they keep changing systems and keep changing the players. We were always told through our career and through our things, you play to your strengths. And if you are good mm. at your strength, why change it? Mm. You know, I, I can't go down in a, any other route, to be honest. And I'll probably be arguing that all the time with people. 
Yes. It, it, you know, don't change it if it's not broken, as they always say. Mountain Bliss, good evening. I, I'm taking it that's a Liverpool fan there. You never walk alone. Uh, respect to Leicester, but we need the win this weekend. You certainly do. Um, but if we can beat you, like I say, six points clear. And that's no disrespect to other teams that are just outside the top four, but we would like that. Let's let's get on to the, the, the game this weekend then. It is a big one coming up, guys. Um, we are playing on Saturday, not as I said last night on Sunday. I'd get that used to us playing on Sunday. I had a Craig moment and, and got it wrong, a senior moment. But this Saturday, Thanks, uh, King Tower, <laughs> you're welcome, mate, 12.30. It's on BT Sport. If you've got that platform, Talk Sport Radio, BBC Radio Leicester and LCFC.com. Steve, it'd be great to get a win there and put six points between us and Liverpool, wouldn't it? Oh, it'd be great. Um, the only thing you've got to watch out for is that every bad run comes to an end and we hope it's not against mm. Leicester on Saturday. So it can go yes. either but either way. We can start off strong, attack them, don't let them settle. And as the game goes on, they'll panic more and then you're more likely to get the win. Or we can go again and try and defend and things like that and... You know, you, you, and then you put your, the pressure on yourselves. Craig, I almost wish this was at Anfield because we are obviously playing a hell of a lot better away than we are at home. That, that's true. I, you know, the, their home record was sort of like a fortress, and now all of a sudden there's three on the on the spin. I, I'm not sure if that YNWA now stands for you'll never win again, but hopefully Ooh. we can uh, continue that. <laughs> we can continue that run. That, um, that deserves a round of applause, that does, Craig. Nice one, mate. <laughs> um, but I mean, if you look at you look at Liverpool on the road, you know their record is, is has been pretty decent. There's a couple of dodgy results. I think with their last five, they they've won away at West Ham, they've won away at Spurs, and obviously they had the big seven yeah. away at Palace. So I think for them, you know, they'll think that we. We have the the, the sort of uh, we we have to come out. We're at home. I know I know it's different now. Yeah. There's no fans, but you would think the the emphasis is on us to actually come out at them. It's, it might be a little bit cagey, and uh, and you know, touching on what what uh, Facebook user uh, Rob was saying there, my worry from looking at that Brighton game was that he was you going back to a five. That he might do it again against Liverpool, and I really, really hope he doesn't. Um, that that was my worry when I saw the five, because I think as Rob says, we still seem to have this uh, inferiority complex when we come up against the so-called big teams, and uh, and Brendan does it a, a little bit too much for my liking. And as Steve says, you know, you play to your own strength; you don't worry about the opposition, particularly when they're in a bad run of form. So yeah. I, I think you lose something of your own strengths if you start taking account of the opposition's. Steve, I want to ask you this as a, as a player, and then we're going to come on to a comment that somebody's made about injuries. I mean, that's the current form there, and it looks bad for Liverpool. I mean, you've got, I mean, it's the teams that they've lost to, you know, to Burnley and Brighton, teams at Liverpool. And I know it's a funny season, you know, anybody can be anybody, but, you know, it isn't a good run of form. It is the old saying, it's a good time to play, then, maybe. Is, does that ever exist in a player's mind that, oh, you know, this, this is our time? I mean, we've not beaten Liverpool for I don't know how long. 
or is it is it just a fallacy that and you know every game is just the same? I don't think it's a fallacy, but I think um, it, it all depends on how you're doing yourselves. You know, if you're on a good run and you're there and you're thinking positive, you have to carry on doing that. And I think mm. at the moment now, like you say, with Brendan, he's he is a bit. He'll be thinking about the way uh, Liverpool play, and he'll be trying to think of how to stop them before thinking about how to beat them. And I think there's, that's where the line gets stretched because you're going to be thinking more about them scoring goals yeah. than you would be with Leicester scoring goals. And I think now, I think it is the best time to play them because they haven't got the back four they want, but mm. they still bomb the full backs forward. So the space provided and that behind. So if you can keep pressure, 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 keep them in their own half and get behind them, I think, you know, you could, you could look at a good three or four goals. Yeah, well, <laughs> that would be that would be extremely nice. Craig, Andy said here earlier, um, why do we seem to pick up so many injuries? And I, we have had a bad year for injuries, but in fairness, I don't think it's just Leicester. Um, Liverpool have as well. In fact, most teams have. And, and they made a comment on BT last night that... The, the commentator said he'd never known a season for it where so many teams have got so many injuries. Is this because we didn't have a very long break between seasons because of COVID? We're having to play two you know, games a week. Players aren't getting that rest. For me, I think it's more about um, the lack of recovery time. I mean, Steve would know much more than me about what players do in between games. I think now we're playing twice a week and we know that, you know, professional athletes should be able to to play twice a week. It's just that if you get a little bit of a niggle and a knock, you don't have that, that long to, to run it off. Uh, and those things can sort of start getting a little bit worse as they go along if, you, if they're not rested. But... I don't know. I mean, it, it seems weird that there's that many injuries these days when it's such a less physical game, as we touched on last mm. week. You know, most of the injuries that people are being picked up uh, seem to be from the pitch. Steve, in your time, what do you do before games? I'm tempted to say drink and have fags, but that would be very... Yeah, I'll tell you what, you're, not far, you're not far off there, to be honest. But, um, <laughs> you know, I'm a... I'm an old-fashioned kind of player. I'm, I think I'll, I'll be that way till, my, till I die. But I watch the games nowadays and people saying they play too many games and that. But when I'm watching, you know, you sit there and analyse the game, they're not running for the constant 90 minutes. You, you know, most of the time, you know, they're walking into positions or they're playing a little five-yard ball. They're doing a 10-yard run. They don't run 100 yards every two seconds. So to me... You know, you've got the best medical teams you've ever had. You've got all the new technology. And I, I can't understand how they're getting all the injuries. Like you said, there's no physical contact. No. So yeah. it's, it's frustrating for me to say that. In the championship winning year, um, we had, was it the Cairo, Cairo Tunnel, whatever they say, where people freeze each other. I mean, you know, you look at Jamie Vardy, Craig, and he, he, he had a hip-hop. I, I prefer yeah. garage and grunge personally, but obviously he's into hip hop. Bum bum. Um, <laughs> if that was you and me, we'd and I'd be off work for six weeks. He's back playing football in a couple. Our players being rushed back too soon, like you say. Yeah, 
I don't think they're necessarily being rushed back too soon. I mean, these days, a lot of um, a lot of operations, things like that, are all keyhole surgery. It's not like they're being laid up and, and cut open. You know, I don't think that you know they are professional athletes at the end of it, and I don't think they would mm. rush them back. Brendan shown that he's he's not one for rushing people back. And I think mm. at the end of it, they they are professional athletes who also want to play. I mean, I think it's only. Uh, the likes of Gareth Bale, who will will sort of find a reason not to play. I heard this morning that he'd, he'd said he'd picked up some kind of, you know, muscular injury that the uh, the physios couldn't even find. But uh, but most people and most footballers, I'm sure Steve will say the same. You'd much rather play than train. So uh, if people want to be back out on the pitch and playing, that true, Steve. That's right. Yeah, you, you live to play. Um, I think you just. You know, when you're training in the week, you first, when the season starts, it's all the physical stuff. But when the season goes on, you know, you, you, your first two or three days after games recovery, and then the next two or three games, that is tactics and the the styles you want to play. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you, you're going back to professional players and, you know, it's it's they do want to play. That's why a lot of that's why a lot of big squads now you've got that many players want to leave the club. It's not because they don't like the club or the manager. It's just that they want to play games. Yes, yes. Unlike Gareth Bale, who wants to just play golf, of course, you know. Uh, but to probably, yeah, that's probably what he in his pocket. So. Yeah, it must have in his shoulder when he was trying to swing the ball. That's uh, that's what it was. I mean, this is our position at the moment, injury right? We've got Justin. Now, I've put being assessed there. I think Craig may have some more updated information. But um, I, I, looking on the, on the site, it looked like he was being assessed. Pratt, for Farner's a big loss. Castagna Morgan, uh, again, a lot of our defence there. Worries about that, uh, Craig, with the back with the back four again? Um, not, not really. I think, you know, you say that they're all big losses, but... None of them would have been in the starting lineup, uh, to be honest. Um, if everybody was fit, so I don't think. I don't think at the start of the season, though. Is, is I mean, oh, I don't think Fafana would sorry, have been in yeah. at the start of the season. I don't think any of those would have been, you know, nailed on starters. Maybe JJ. I don't know, but uh, but no. So I don't think you know. There's good times and bad times to lose players. You know. We're in a position where we've got our uh, our squad in a right place that we if we, we've not got multiple injuries in the same position, so we're we're better off than than a lot. You just see the way that Liverpool centre halves all collapsed uh, at the same time, so it could be worse. Is, is my point really? I I, I think there's yeah. no excuses for us based on injuries. Steve, this is Liverpool's injuries, and they've got some big names out there. Jota, Matip, Keita, Gomez and Van Dijk and Jota, three obviously, you know, but they're all big names for Liverpool. Again, you know, we've got to, does, a, does a player, as you know, as an athlete, look at a team and think, oh, God, he's not playing. I've got my chance. I think individually they might do, uh, player against player. Uh, yep. I think looking at that list you've just shown there, the only one I feel that they've missed is Jota, because Jota was on a fantastic run at the time. He was getting loads of goals for him. He was making things happen. So, yeah. out the rest of them, you know, they're just like steady players, mm -hmm. if, if you know what I mean. But 
I'm, Van you know, Dijk. I'm a big believer that the players that are in form should be playing. Yeah. And, you know, I think Jota's a big loss for Liverpool. Yeah. And Van Dijk, Craig? Well, I think if Van Dijk's a massive loss, he'd be a massive loss to any team. But, you know, he's he's been lost for, for most of the season now. I think it's a good point that, that Steve makes about Jota. And I think the other thing about Jota is he was making the other players step up as well because Mane, Salah, Firmino hadn't got any competition until Jota turned up. All of a sudden, Jota's in the team, he's scoring goals. It causes them to step up their game as well if they want to be yeah. playing. And now that's gone again. You know, they, they, they virtually picked themselves. So I don't think Origi puts any pressure on anybody. So it's almost like they've, the, the forward players have dropped back into that little comfort zone. Hmm. Liverpool seem to be doing a bit, Craig, what we did last year, and they are having a, a, a bit of a, st a sticky patch, but we do seem to struggle against them. I mean, you know, November, we went up to Anfield, 3-0, and, and the guy that does the opposition view on com, which is the questions, he actually said he couldn't believe how we... Capitulate is probably a strong word, but he thought we would put more up more of a fight than we did there. It, it, we do seem to struggle against Liverpool, don't we, of recent years? I think the biggest issue from that is that, you know, if that's almost coming from the manager, that seeps into the players, that, that this inferiority complex. If you spend so much time talking about how an opposition can hurt you, that goes in mentally and you're more worried about about that than playing your own game. And I think we have we have this issue against it, you know, Liverpool particularly. It took us a long term time to get over that with the likes of Arsenal. You know, Man City we've had a couple of uh, good performances. But for Liverpool for some reason, whether it's because Brendan was there and he knows what a great club it is, I don't know, but I don't think since we Brendan's been here, we've even put up a fight against Liverpool for whatever reason. I mean, Steve, Jock would never have allowed you to get away with that, would he? He would never oh. let you think you've got an inferiority complex. Oh, no way. No way at all. And I think uh, that's where Brendan falls into the trap. Liverpool are going to be watching Leicester. They're going, to, they're going to know how Leicester play. So that's why you need now Leicester to do something different and be in the faces. And then they won't know what to do when they're on the pitch until it's, until it's too late. If Leicester go into the the game how Liverpool expect them to play, that's that's half the game one for Liverpool. Yes, and vice vice versa is you know with Liverpool as well. If if Brendan goes into the game knowing how Liverpool play and try and nullify how they play, you know he's going to be hit the brick wall. A message for you here, Steve. Unfortunately, the gentleman or lady, I shouldn't presume a gentleman or lady, has not put the name. Hi, Steve. Met you at the training camp. You ran back in 1984 and you gave me your city training jersey. All the best. Like I say, message us again and say who you are. We, it just comes up as Facebook user. But you see, you, 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 you're well remembered, Steve. Oh, that's nice to know. Thank you. <laughs> for what reasons we don't know we won't go into that but um, <laughs> um point here greg um <coughs> excuse me rob again robertson always gets too much time and space to create brilliant crosses we must stop that situation i think it's 
the same on both sides. If, if Trent's on his game as well, you know, they, they can both are capable of putting on, putting in great crosses. Um, from Robertson's point, I mean, I really like Robertson. And what, what I like about Robinson, Robertson his, is his intensity. Now, you know, I'm sure in your time, uh, Steve, you, you know, we, we had a few Scottish players and uh, those that come down, and are successful always seem to have that level of intensity that you know they're not going to let anybody in front of them get the better of them and Robertson plays with this fantastic intensity and almost you know smashes the, the opposition into submission with these constant runs so it does need to be looked at I think in the team that I, I would put out I think you'd take that into account but on both sides they've got capable fullbacks it's just about us imposing ourselves and I always think, you know, when, when you play against the likes of Man City, I always wondered what would happen if somebody actually left three up. You know, make the fullbacks wonder about what's happening behind them when they go bombing forward on the runs. You know, they get caught out two or three times, you know, by quick early balls in behind them once they've gone. They'll be thinking twice. And I think that's important that you make players think. Uh, you touched on it, Steve, about doing something different. You know, if they can do what they want on the pitch... That's great. As soon as you, you do a couple of little things that they're not expecting, it puts them off the game as well. And I think that's important that we do that. Would you agree, Steve? Because Liverpool set up. They'll, they'll set up how they want to play for the 90 minutes. And how they set up and how they start off the game dictates how they play the game all the way through. Now, if you're given the time that they want to start off the game, then they will get stronger and stronger. But if you start off the game opposite and you're the strongest it'll take them three quarters of the game to get back into their rhythm because you know they're not they're not accept, they're, not, they're not expecting it now with the mm. robinson if you can keep putting the ball in his corner behind him mm. he's going to spend more time by his 18 yard box than he will by yours so you've got to be very careful and i think brendan has is that you watch teams you watch teams play against liverpool man city they drop into a bank of four, a bank of five. They drop into holes and don't pick people up, and you're not stopping it. You're not. You're not stopping our Liverpool play because you're stuck. You're stuck for ninety minutes in the the, the last third of your pitch. Greg, agree again? Yeah, definitely. And I think it's really. I think Vardy's got a massive part to play in this game. That for me. He's got to be the one exploiting that space. So as soon as they go forward and, and it looks like the ball's turning over, he's got to be drifting out either right or left behind whichever fullback uh, has gone forward. For me, sometimes he stays a little bit too central, a little bit too static. Doesn't make all the runs that he used to make. We know that because he's getting a little bit older. But for me, he's got to be exploiting space and getting in behind those fullbacks. So... If that out ball isn't there, you know, he doesn't look like he's making a run, then then we can actually get caught uh, in our own half a bit too much. So I think he's got a vital role to play. I think, well, going back to that, sorry, sorry to interrupt. I think the midfielders will dictate how Vardy plays. You go back to when they won the title and when they had the, the good team. As soon as Daniel Drinkwater got the ball, the first thing you do is look up and put it into a position where Vardy could run onto. Now, he was making Vardy make those runs. And at the moment yeah. with Leicester, they're not doing that quick enough. They're looking too square too early. So Vardy can't make his move. So you have to do it 
instinctively. As soon as they get the ball, they should be looking straight away and place the ball into the area, let Vardy run onto it, not for Vardy to make the run first, because, you know, they'll track him if he does that. But if you keep getting the ball, look up, and the first thing you're going to do is, like, bang, into that hole there, Vardy will know, and he's on his way, and he should be two or three yards in front. I mean, Craig, it's a good point, that. And thank you, Steve. And remember, when, when we won it and, you know, we had that amazing season, we were, you know, we were that counter-attacking, fast-breaking team, like Steve says, put the balls through and make, you know, Vardy run after them. We seem to start like that with Brendan Rodgers, but he is slowly changing us more into a almost like a Liverpool of the 70s where, you know, you take your time, you pass it around. I mean, when when we scored that goal the other week, I think it was 28 passes we made um, and got yeah. a goal at the end of it. But we are slowly being changed as a team under Brendan. I'm saying that's a bad thing, but you can see that, can't you? I think you've, I think you've got to be adaptable. I mean, I, I, to say that you can play that way every game, you know, we've seen it and we, we saw it. You know, it happens to the best of teams. Pep, Pep's been doing it for years and he did it at Barcelona and eventually everybody got wise to it at Barcelona and it became boring. He's gone through a phase here, here at Man City where people start working it out. I think the best teams are the ones who can adapt uh, and, and play, you know, either if you're slow, you then speed it up quickly, you know, when you, when you get on the ball. And I think as we did when, uh, as you said there, Steve, when we won the league, it was almost telepathic that Drinkwater, you know, he's, he's not the greatest player in the world, but he knew what to do when the ball came to him. He was already thinking, right, I know where I'm going to put this one. And we've, we've got to be like that. You know, if we can pass, pass, pass. It's fine doing it against Fulham. Liverpool are not going to let you knock 27 passes around. So you've got to be adaptable and play quicker. I think we play best when we play fast. And for me, too often this season, we play too slow. Well, let's see, Craig, if the team that you think Brendan will put out this weekend is going to be a team that uh, can play fast. And there's no pressure on you now that you've got an ex-footballer uh, <laughs> watching you and picking your team <laughs> apart here. But quick message, a quick hello to Warren Knight. Hiya, Warren. Thanks for joining us again from Adelaide down there in Australia. Hope you've got nice warmer weather than we've got here, mate. Uh, it's 6 a.m. in the morning. Uh, thanks for getting up early to to, to, to tune in. Uh, breakfast, don't fancy breakfast this morning, do you not? <laughs> Cornflakes or listen to Leicester till I die. What a choice. Um, always knew the result was going to come late, but didn't think it would be that late. Thank God it didn't go to extra time. Like, like Kalechi said, they didn't want extra time. It was too cold. They were just, they were just toying with us, weren't they, really? But uh, we're going to have a look at uh, Craig's team and we're going to see what uh, Steve thinks of Craig's team. And we'll be right back after this um, extremely, extremely quick break. Back after this. This is Lester Till I Die TV. Please subscribe now on YouTube. Right, so, um, Craig, let us have a look at your team. You were a bit off the mark, obviously. Now, it's understandable in the last choice against Brighton because uh, just ben, Brendan didn't obviously watch that show. <laughs> um, no, I don't think I was that far off-ish. Um, I, th I think 
you know, I, th I think we're at that stage of the season where this team should be basically picking itself. Um, so mm -hmm. I don't think you're going to get many surprises um, from me. Although I'm sure, I'm sure um, Steve might tweak it. So, um, so Schmeichel in goal for me, um, Ricardo, Evans, and Soyuncu. Now, from what I've read from the statements from uh, from Brendan, um, it seems like Justin should be okay. Um, he he said when he went off that he felt he could have walked off. I think they were being precautionary. And after five minutes in the uh, in the changing room, he felt fine. I think it was just a little bit of a twinge uh, when he landed, and they um, they were took a precaution really because they didn't want to risk it. So, uh, but he said after five ten minutes, he felt fine on it. So, I think if that is the case, I think they'll play him because I think you definitely weaken your side if you end up putting uh, Luke Thomas, who is is a great prospect, but Luke Thomas against Salah or. Uh, Christian Fuchs against Salah, you know, it, there's only one winner for me, I think. Um, so I think if JJ's fit, JJ will play. Do you, do you agree with that uh, bat for there, Steve? I do, to be honest, yeah. Um, just looking at it there, though, um, you've, you've got to, I think you've got to protect Johnny Evans a bit, I think, because um, Johnny Evans, I've been watching him for the last couple of years. If he's got time on the ball, he'll struggle because he takes too much time on the ball, if that makes sense. Mm. And I think uh, you'll, you'll lose the ball in positions where you shouldn't be. So I think the guys need to rush him a bit or get the ball off him quicker yeah. and then start to make the plays because he does seem to hang on to it and looks and he's looking where he's passing it. And I know it, that sounds silly, but if he's looking where he's passing it, then the opposition know where he's going to pass it. And I yes. think he's too... He does that too too much, I think, and it, you know they'll they probably picked up on it, and they'll they'll probably thinking the same thing. You you've said that before, Craig, about um, him standing on the ball too long, haven't you? Yeah, uh, he, he he drives me up the wall um, often. As I say, I, I mean, I I read somewhere that apparently he does that to try and draw the opposition out to create space in front of him. Um, sounds a great blag to me. Um, you know, for me, he's he he can be dangerous. You know, he can be the opposition's most dangerous player. So, I, th I think you're right. I think he needs protecting. Um, but again, you know, if we're on the front foot, then you know he he shouldn't have the ball that much. Um, but I, I think indeed, as you say, the, the the next player, indeed, he'll be back in, and he'll be patrolling around in there. But I think it is important that Evans just gives the ball to someone who can do something better with it and does it quickly. As I say. We play better when we play quickly. Justin, Steve, uh, it is it is a gamble, like you say. You know, um, depending it depends how how well he is. You can't afford to not play him because you know he is having such a fantastic season. Um, he's probably he's <laughs> up for displacing his his predecessor in the England team, but. You don't want to risk him if it is. If he's going to make it worse. Well, I'd have been more worried for that young lad if it was his ankle. Because I think, you know, um, mm. your ankle does more damage than your knee. Um, mm. It looked, it mm. looked uh, more of a jolt than a twist or um, a thing. So it might be, though, he's just got a, a bit of bruise in there. Because I don't think he's twisted it when he's landed. When you watch yeah, it in no. slow motion, it was more of a jolt. So hopefully, 
you know, if it can get in and get the bruising down and whatever, it, it shouldn't be as bad as it was, I don't think. I, I think it looked worse than it was because he was carried off. And <laughs> he sort of went from being sat down, didn't look in sort of a lot of pain, and, and then next thing, he, he, he's on the stretcher. You've mentioned it already, Craig. Um, indeed, he's back yeah. in midfield. He's got to be, hasn't it, really? Uh, yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's one of the best, if not the best, for me in the Premier League in that position. Um, so, yeah, he's, without doubt, he's, uh, he's straight back in there. I agree, Steve. You've got to bring him back, haven't you? Oh, you've got to bring him back, yeah. I think he's, yeah. he's the muscle. And I think um, if he gets a bit more nastier, he'll be a better player as well. I think, you know, you need to let people know that you are there than you are commanding it. And uh, that's under radar. The old hello, I'm for here me, tackle. <laughs> yeah, for, for me, he's got he's got everything to be a sort of Patrick Vieira if he just gets that little bit of nastiness in him. Yeah, I think that's what you need. I think that's what you need. You know, you, you look at all the teams now and... Um, They've got no nasty people in them. And I think if you have like two or three nasty people, not, you know, violently nasty, but aggressive verbally and in the way they move and the way they, you know, make the towels, I think you know, that, that's that's a lot of the game more than that when you come across players like that. So then moving up to the um, four across the midfield there, again, like you say, almost picks itself, but you've brought one of the players back in there. I brought all Brighton in. To be honest, I've not been overly impressed with uh, with Perez. I think he's looking a little bit lost. Uh, for me, he doesn't move the ball quickly enough. Who has enough. been, Craig? Who has been? <laughs> well, yeah. But for me, you know, I like him and he, and he picks up some nice pockets. You know, I think he's an intelligent player. But for me, whether that's a lack of options when he's on the ball, but he, he just seems to get caught on the ball a little bit too much for me. And I think uh, with... Um, all Brighton will offer a little bit more protection down that side with Robertson and uh, and Mane. Uh, I think that experience there um, will, will serve us better, to be honest. I think all Brighton will run all day. Uh, uh, and as I said, I, I, I worry a little bit when Perez is out there that his natural instinct is to drift inside. And if you've if they're out ball is Robertson every time, then we're just asking for trouble. So I think all Brighton stays wider and can block that space a little bit better. And no wonder, Steve. I don't think he he didn't perform brilliantly. But then again, in fairness, <laughs> no, nobody really did, did they? But would you agree with bringing All Brighton back in there? Oh, I, I like my I like him. I do All Brighton, mm. um, and I think you know as soon as he gets the ball, he's looking to put the ball in. No, mm. you know I'm going back to when I played with Lineker and Smith. That was our strong point. As soon as I got the ball, they know they knew it was coming in. So then they could make their runs. And I think if you get um, Vardy, Vardy knows when more Brighton's going to stick it in. But then I think you need Barnes and the other midfield player from the left coming in at the far post, knowing what he's going to do straight away. And I think yeah. that will keep Liverpool on the back foot. I don't think you can let people to get in positions where they're knocking long balls, hopefully. You need to get, you know, a bit of rhythm that as soon as that ball goes there, the rest of the lads are on the, on the front feet and they're, they're, they're running towards the box. We, we missed Barnes, didn't we, Craig, I think? I think so. And, and just touching on that point, I think it's the one of the things that we we lack 
and, and we've lacked it for a couple of seasons for me, um, is, is a midfield player who wants to get beyond uh, the striker, you know, who wants to make those late runs. Madison's doing it more now. I think he's, he's, he's playing in a more advanced position. But the last one I can remember that really wanted to do that was probably Muzzy, is it, um, that we had, that somebody that wanted to make a run out of, the, out of the deep, out of midfield. And I think that's what we lack too often. You look up and we have Vardy in the box. Barnes hasn't got that natural um, feeling yet of actually getting in there and attacking space. And, and more often than not, it'll be uh, James Justin who's, who's coming around being the furthest forward. So I think that's something that we need to work on uh, getting more bodies in the box. And that comes from confidence, you know, of not worrying about what happens if the ball breaks down. Um, so, yeah, I, I think we need to be doing that, attacking the box a lot more in greater numbers. I haven't got the graphic because according to the uh, app that I'm using, I think they still think that this player is out injured because it wouldn't bring his picture up for me. So I couldn't actually bring the final player up here, striker, but... In Acho's goal, does it keep him in the team or not, Craig? No, no. Yeah, I, I mean, a bit. Jamie Vardy is uh, is going to cause trouble for anyone else. And I say, even even on Vardy's quiet days, he makes the opposition think. You know, they they can't push up as as much as they want to and leave spacing behind if Vardy's playing. So just Vardy being on the pitch dictates the way that an opposition will play. And I think therefore to bring the best out of the other players and create more space for them. You've got to have Vardy in there. Agree, Steve. It's got to, it's got to be Vardy back, hasn't it? Oh, totally agree with it. Absolutely, totally agree with it. Because like you say, if you don't play Vardy, you're playing, everything's playing just in front of Liverpool where they're comfortable and what they like. And I think um, yes. it's it's the best time to play them now because they haven't got two proper centre-halves. So, you know, Vardy's got a yard on them straight away. And then you know they're not going to come up, come up as fast as they usually do, so that's going to give more um, room in midfield, and hopefully then you know just keep them in there. I'm just looking here, and um, Southampton beat uh, Wolves two 0 at the end of the day. I'm just looking. Um, the kickoff for Barnsley Chelsea is eight o'clock, so the draw. Should be coming up any time now. So just I'm just keeping sort of one eye on that. Um, the teams that are through then are ourselves, Man City, Bournemouth, Man United, Sheffield United, Everton, Southampton, and no disrespect to Barnsley, but I think Chelsea are going to uh, see Barnsley off. Steve, who would you fancy out of those? I'd fancy anybody out of those because yeah. you know the way modern, the way modern football is now. They're not going to their strongest team so mm. you know you've got a chance straight away and you'll find and which you found over the other ones is that they only play their strongest team if they get to the final so you know i think i think you've got to hold your hands up and say oh yeah we'll have any one of those because they, they won't play the strongest team craig i mean i've got a feeling in my water that it's probably going to be man city or chelsea because it always seems to be um would it be Wrong to, I mean, I, I suppose Sheffield United or AFC Bournemouth, but I can remember wishing for a, a Wickham home draw. At, um... yeah. <laughs> oh, we haven't got Man City. Everton have got Man City, so we're safe from Man City. But, you know, we, we've got to be careful what we wish for, haven't we? 
Yeah, to be honest, I'm glad you said that because I was going to say I think we'll get Everton. So uh, I think the only <laughs> one uh, that I would have liked to have avoided oh, would be no. Man City. Because Guess who we've got, guys? Man United. We have Man United. Uh, well, we're at home and we're playing Man United. You've got to play them all at some point, haven't you? Beat them now. You haven't. Beat them all. Exactly. I mean, the, yeah. the, the, the form is up and down, to be honest with you. Um, having watched them the other night against West Ham, I, I think... <laughs> I, I just think that is... A pre, it was a prelude for our game, to be honest with you. It was it was almost as boring. And, you know, if the right Leicester turn up and that Man United turn up, Steve, we can have them, can't we? Yeah, of course you can. But that's it. You know, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's what Leicester turns up and how Brendan sends them out. You know, and that's the, the, the most frustrating thing because you know that on our day with the right attitude, um, you know, playing... In quick aggressive football we can we can, we're a match for any of those teams if we come out and try and you know just knock the ball around then it's just you know we, we're just asking for trouble that that game the other night against Brighton could have gone either way mm. um, and we could have argued if they had gone and scored Bournemouth Southampton that's gonna be a bit of a south coast derby there but um it's the quarterfinals isn't it and at the end of the day you're gonna to have to expect to play the big clubs but you know, hang on, let's just take a pause there. We're fourth. We finished fifth last season. We're in Europe. We're a big club, aren't we, Steve? Oh, I think Leicester always always will be a big club. And, um, mm. you know, I think, you know, you look at the training facilities, you look at uh, the stadium now, they're going to try and get it with, um, you know, a bigger capacity. You know, Leicester's, Leicester's up there. And I mm. think that, you know, out of the whole of the top half of the, of the league, you can see Leicester with the best best footing because yes. you know you've got your big boys, you've got your Man City, you've got your Man United. But how much do they owe? How much are they in debt? You know, mm. the only way that they can do is spend more, more money every year to keep, you know, in the positions they are. But Leicester pick the right players, they keep plodding on, and they're getting stronger and stronger, and they will get stronger and stronger. Well, it's an interesting draw. Um, like you said, we've got to play these teams at, at some point, and it isn't uh, an unwinnable game. Talking of unwinnable games, and thanks for picking the team there, um, Craig. I think I think you might have 11 out of 11 there this week. I might have to give you that. Um, <laughs> let's, let's have a look. Steve, we, we, we didn't get a chance to get yours first. Walshy and myself, we've both gone for 1-1 this weekend. Uh, Ian Big Marshy, he thinks that Liverpool are going to sneak it. I can understand where he's coming from. Two one, Steve. First of all, what what do you think? I'm going to go. Please, please say we're going to lose. <laughs> no, I was going to go two 0 Leicester. Oh no! I'm hoping, I'm hoping that the real Leicester turn up, and if they do, I can see him scoring a couple of goals. Steve, you know that you've got to go for Liverpool, otherwise we won't win. <laughs> you, you've let me down now. You, you've let me down. No, we will, we will win. I'm, I'm confident on this one. If, yeah. if, you know, you've you picked the team. You pick yeah. the team it's how you get the team to play. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest thing now. No matter what team you would have picked, it's how you get the team that you've picked to play. And yes. I think that's that's the that's the most important thing. Craig, three two or three one for you? 
No, I'm going to go for a 2-2. Um, I think our biggest danger, and it sounds weird, our biggest danger in this game is Brendan because it's how he mm. sets his team up and how he takes sends them out to play. As you said, Steve, you know, if he sends them out to play on the front foot to dictate the pace from the from the kickoff, then we've got a really great chance of beating them. But I'm just worried that Brendan will slip into um, this sort of defensive mode and we'll we'll sit back. And you know, we will get opportunities on the break because we've got players who can play on the break. But I'm not convinced that we'll be able to keep them out if uh, if we sit back and uh, and invite them on. Well, let's very quickly um, go. Um, oh, very nice here. Well done to uh, TM. Thanks, TM. As Spurs are out, I want Leicester to go all the way. It's a it's a twenty one as a one in the year. It should have been Spurs year, shouldn't it? Bit more dust in the trophy cabinet for Spurs. <laughs> classic match for Spurs. Let's uh, let, have you got a classic match for us this week? Quickly get yeah, I, I have got a, I've got a classic one, and uh, and again, um, it's a nod to Steve. So I'm sure he'll remember this uh, this game fondly. Um, so we're going back to to 1984. This is Steve, and uh, it was the 18th of April, and it was Leicester Liverpool, and it ended up three three, and a, and a certain Mister Linex got a goal during that game. If uh, if uh, if uh, if the stats are correct, and I'm sure they are, Steve, to be what fair, do you remember was, about that one? That was the best goal I've ever scored. It was a cracker. That was. Was it? Yeah, top corner, Bruce Grobler, no chance. Yeah, it was. Uh, they were. They were. They were being. T- I think they went on and won the title that year. But they were. I think they were top, and we were around tenth. I think. Um, and looking at this, I think they, they took an early lead with um, John Walk. And then we got back into it. Andy Peake, who, who had a bit of a habit of scoring against uh, Liverpool. Um, and then you got one just before half-time to put us 2-1 up going into the break, I think. Yeah, volley. Yeah. Yeah. Game. <laughs> yeah. Is it, um, was it on tape? I used to have it on tape, but... Um, my late dad, bless him. You, you know the you got the old cassettes. You could put a bit of sellotape on and tape over them. And yeah. uh, he, he, he yeah. taped over. There's some bird watching in the back garden, but I've never been able to get it from any anywhere else. Because I keep telling my lad, say, "Why oh, you switching this one against Liverpool?" <laughs> yeah. Is, is wow. it not on YouTube, Steve? No, no, we've looked mm. everywhere for it. I think it was wow. one of the uh, tapes where the club it, itself uh, taped the game. So if there's anybody listening that's down there that they've got it, oh please let me know. You should. We should contact the club. We should do that for you. Thank you. Okay, see. Yeah, we should. Yeah. Say because uh, I think they uh, what it says uh, from what I've got here. I think uh, Ian Rush um, equalised and then Lineker put us back three two up only for. Uh, um, oh, it was John Walk. Uh, sorry, Ronnie Whelan scored the first goal. John Walk got a late equaliser in the, the sort of eighty first minute, but. Um, but by all accounts, it was interesting that uh, there's a there's a Liverpool website that has a lot of these old games on, and they have all the old clippings as well. Uh, and one of the reports says what a fantastic game it was, and the fact that uh, it was a game that could have been sort of six all, uh, other than three all, and uh, both teams thoroughly contributed to a fantastic game. Yeah, for some reason in the eighties, we seemed to be a bogey team for Liverpool. They could they could never beat us. 
And um, it was it was strange, but it was, it was, it was good to be honest, really good. Yeah. <laughs> just hope, just hope it carries on now. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> it's t- it's spun round a bit, unfortunately, hasn't it? Yeah. But like you say, if you have no. if you have the same aggression, the same attacking mode, you know, mm. you, you know, the sky's the limit. Like you, like <laughs> Craig's, Craig Craig's touched on it. If it's all down to Brendan. Yeah. It's all down to Brendan. In those days, though, Steve, I seem to remember, you know, if the Liverpool team, if you went out and beat Liverpool, whether it be Shankly, Paisley, whoever, would come out and go, do you know what, they deserved it, you know. None of this, well, it was the colour of our shirts, we couldn't see it against the crowd, and all this rubbish, you know. Liverpool were always, in my eyes, anyway, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm remembering it wrong, but, you know, they were always generous if they did get beaten. Oh yeah, you know, the, um, you got you can go to some places uh, like the old West Ham days when you used to go down to Upton Park. If you played West Ham off the park, you know you, the West Ham player fans would clap you off the pitch. And uh, mm. it was the same same with Liverpool. You know when we used to go there, they were they were they'd be clapping us off the pitch, um, and it, 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 it was great. You know, yeah. Now it's at this point that um, I am going to ask anybody that's watching us still to help me here and, and get Google up on another on another tab because Craig has probably got his version of Mastermind question to ask me that <laughs> never gives me a chance yeah. with. You know what, Chris, because, you, you know, you keep you keep saying that these questions are too hard. I've, I've got an easy, a medium and a hard question for you. Now, you can choose whichever you want. And then I'll give you that question. Let's see how you get on. What are you going to go for? Well, you see, if I go for easy and get it wrong, then I'm going to sort of look at that. So you kind of know that I'm not going to go for easy now because I, I, I can't because I would be totally embarrassed. Let's go down the middle. Let's go medium. Because I know you're not going to allow Steve to help me because obviously he was in the match. Definitely not. And uh, to be honest, I think, this this might be fairly easy for you, for a man of all your knowledge. Um, for that game, that, well, that, hey Craig, that nice say, this is why I have you guys on because I don't I don't have the knowledge. <laughs> so for that game, that fantastic three all, um, nineteen eighty four. Can you tell me who the two managers were? Well, I'm guessing Wallace for Leicester. Yes. Do you want to tell him, Steve? Because no, Steve's no, working his head. <laughs> no. um, who replaced Wallace then? Milne, Gordon Milne. Yeah, we'll give you one for that. Who was um, a Liverpool manager? I want to say Paisley. Um, or was it after? I'm going to go Paisley. Bob Paisley. Yeah, do you want to try again? Joe Fagan. Joe Fagan. It was Joe Fagan. Now, fact, Gordon Milne and Joe. Fagan. I I got I got my uh, I got I got it at the second choice. Steve, you did. You're improving. He start, he's, you're going to have to start sort of <laughs> writing them down on a card and sort of sticking them up like that. I'll, I'll take you out so Craig can't see you and then I'll slip, slip, slip you a fiver in the post, you know. 
Facebook user, I'm sorry, you 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 worse than me with with Evans. No, it wasn't. It um, it got. I'm actually looking forward to next season when I don't have to go through. I don't know why I put myself through this every day, every week. But, just, uh, uh, just a quick, one. just just a quick one, Chris and, and Steve. Um, looking at the lineup there, and I, I noticed it's it's almost um, it's this month, um, eleven years since um, the late uh, Bobby Smith. Um, sadly passed away. Who was playing in that game? Um, what are you, have you got any stories about uh, about Bobby? I remember he was a bit of a marmite character with the Leicester fans at the time. He, he could have great games and then he'd have some uh, some stinkers as well. But uh, I just remember him for that perm. Um, what was he? What was he like? Bobby was fantastic. Uh, I think you had a um, you had a core of the Scottish lads there. You know, you had a. You know, Alan Young there, you had Jim Mulrose, you had Kevin McDonald, you know, Bobby Smith, Ian Wilson. But the nice thing about Bobby, he was like, you got Alan who was the enforcer and the father figure, but then you had Bobby underneath it, who was like, he'd get you, he'd get you up if you were down. You know, he, he was the, he was, he was a funny guy. He was, he was a character. But, um, no, loyal boys, loyal boys. Till the end. Uh, mm-hmm. his, his son is actually in the um, in the group, the Facebook group, Bless This Lie Die. Um, and I often, not often, but I've had a chat with him in the past. And uh, he's a big Hibs fan, but obviously he does uh, for obvious reasons. But he, uh, he he does he does follow Leicester, bless him. But uh, Steve, it's been great. Thank you very much. Twice in a week. Yes, lovely. Thank you. I'm getting to enjoy yeah. it now. Good, good. Um, I say twice in a week, and my wife would be impressed. <laughs> twice in a month, she used to be impressed with that. <laughs> so is it Christmas? Anyway, but uh, thanks very much. We've got um, um, we do a European one, just a general European show next week, and then we've got oh, who've we got next week, Craig? Come on, I'm testing you now. These are the stuff that you tell us. Yeah, <laughs> I was getting my own back. It's Aston Villa, and it is on the Sunday, so um, we'll be back next Wednesday with the preview show. If that's if you're available, Steve. Yes, I'll be there. Brilliant, and it's great to have you on. Thanks for joining us, and Craig as well. Thank you very much, sir. Even though you Hi, are, um, and we've just been joined as it as luck would have it and i say look very loosely rich sports good evening rich he um he's in a group we have on twitter and he runs the man united um a version of <laughs> if you like rich sports and uh, rich we are looking forward to it because i think we've decided we're going to kick your ass mate <laughs> it's going to be revenge for for, for last year Guys, thanks very much, like I say, and uh, we'll uh, fingers crossed for the Liverpool game, and we'll see you next Wednesday. Yeah, two nil. No Cheers, problems. Chris. Steve, that worries me when you say that, Steve. I'm sorry, but it really <laughs> does worry me. <laughs> Take care, guys, and stay safe. Bye. Cheers. Bye, bye, all. Bye. Yeah, it does worry me. I'm sorry, Steve, but. Um, he, 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 we, we seem to win when he predicts us to uh, to lose. So, um, hmm. but it's Liverpool. Look, we've got to we've got to we've got to win one, 
And like we say, is this the time when we can do it? You know, they are on a poor run of form. <sighs> I have a feeling we might just, I have a feeling we might just do it. Saturday, 12.30 at the KEP. Like we say, it's on BT. If you've got that platform, TalkSport, Radio Leicester, and LCFC.com free of charge. I am going to be back tomorrow night at 7 o'clock, and I'm going to have Andrew Fairbass and uh, Keith with me from the Liverpool podcast, Pass and Move. Uh, we had them on last time. They are great lads. Probably the most fun I ever had actually doing an opposition podcast. They are totally totally mad and it's a great laugh so join us tomorrow at seven o'clock if you can and uh, i could say for the opposition view show enjoy the rest of the night guys um thanks for joining us thanks for joining in thanks for all your comments and i'll see you then take care and stay safe lester till i die podcasts on the apple itunes spotify google anchor and all podcast platforms Thanks for watching Lester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? Participating restaurants 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport powered by fans.